You're listening to This Hong Kong Live, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the authentic voices of our local youth sharing their thoughts and feelings of growing up and living in the city we call home. Welcome to Season 7. Very often when we look at something, we are merely taking in the tip of an iceberg. There is always more, much, much more, to what we can see. I'm Renee, the youth host of This Hong Kong Life. I will talk to other young people like me and discover what's under the surface. Welcome back to another episode. Today we have Jell here. Hi. <laughs> International school gets stereotyped somehow for yes. like the more <laughs> privileged, <laughs> more privileged kids and like rich kids. But then, actually, our school is really nice. We have run this like refugee program. So since like there's people, like you know how ethnic minorities they're forced to like attend the DSE system because of like. Because they're economically not like okay, like I can see they that. can't yes. yeah, provide. Yeah, because IB well, other curriculums besides the DSE yeah. curriculum can be a Expensive. bit more financially yeah, tasking. Yeah, like they're financially like economically not able to like afford an international school. But then our school is actually really nice. We opened up this refugee kind of program. So like you know Hong Kong intake refugees every yes, year. Yes, yes, yes. So actually, like there's refugees in our school, and I kind of understand like how they feel discriminated in the society like yes. they already lost like their home mm-hmm. and now they're going through another part of like how to identify themselves yeah, like will we, people want to be called into this exactly right? and will people want to be called refugee like mm-hmm. i feel like there's technically something happening in my school like that like stereotypes mm-hmm. and how people are being discriminated just because of their race and ethnic like yeah. is school even a comfortable place for people at this point like mm-hmm. that's where i want I want to get to here. Yeah, actually, even even our school, um, we we have cases of refugees who apply, and yeah, the the education system makes it a bit has a bit more obstacles for them to applying to our school. But again, it it, it all comes down to is the team. So I don't know how it is in your school, but for us, the question is: is the team able to have this uncomfortable situation on? Are we willing to put an effort for these students? Because it's always going to be a case by case, and if if case by case, it means people. It takes time. Yeah. If it takes time, it needs someone to be managing it. Yeah. And I guess in in the grand scheme of an institute, you know, someone may not have the time or capacity to do it. Yeah. But we're making that time because we know that access to education, uh, or uh, ju- just generally being able to get what everyone is getting, so the equity of it. Yeah. Uh, is important. I'm not yeah. saying that it's a it's a you know overnight we can fix all of that, but it's a start to even start having these conversations. Yeah. What can we do so that refugees or let's say other oppressed communities Minorities. can get into? One example is proper right. education. Right. Yeah, and I I think it's yeah when people get into this, especially in schools, right? It's like a hub of people, but you don't exactly know like who. Do you, feel, do you ever feel like you're not belonging into a school? Does oh, that make sense? Yes, like your I have. In school, right? I have actually. Before when I first moved to Hong Kong, my parents has put me in this like extremely prestigious school. Like I don't feel comfortable there. Everyone is like talking in Cantonese, and then like I'm like, cause I was I was I wasn't fluent in Cantonese, but given that I know Chinese, I guess it helped me 
But then like I feel like I don't belong there at all. Everyone is so 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 competitive. Mm-hmm. It's to the point that I'm like, mm, is this the right environment for me to learn? I was like a nine year old girl, and mm-hmm. I was like, damn, we're kids. Why are people already like comparing to each other? Like once they get their test back, they're like, oh, oh, I got like a hundred, and everyone's like, oh, I got ninety nine. Like it's just toxic. That's when I felt like I don't belong there. And since I actually kind of got made fun of for not. Speaking Cantonese properly, so I'm like, yeah, maybe this is not the right place for me yeah. to be. Because I feel like school is always supposed to be a place that students should feel comfortable, yeah, like definitely. at. But then, like, to be challenged, is education in Hong Kong yeah. actually providing this right now? Like, Ooh. it's questionable. Mm. Ooh, that's a big question. So, I. <sighs> Ooh, okay, so. In in my nature of my work, right, I I work with different students in high schools as well because I go there and I try to give career advising or kind of advising how students can go from secondary to university. And one of the biggest things about that work is knowing that a lot of students in secondary school they all want to get to the best schools. Right, and that can be for many reasons. That can be for many reasons. It could be because of their parents. It could be because of how the teachers or just peer pressure. Yeah. Actually, peer pressure. How teachers market it to them. So I will say the education its system itself may may not be pushing that agenda. Um, it's it's basically a it's there, but it's everyone else around the student who's like, oh, this is the top eight because it's funded by the whatever. It has history and whatever. So you should go there. Yeah. And what we're trying to do, or what yeah, my team is trying to do, is trying to tell these kids that, do you know why you're getting there? Do you know why you're picking this school? Is it just because it's a good school, or because your program is there? The the personality of the school. I don't know if people ever talk about yeah. personalities of different universities. You know, like there's the academics. They're the ones that like you don't have to be as social, but. If you really want to get your degree in the sciences, I feel like you know, there's the personalities, right? In Hong Kong, mm-hmm. given that I have some seniors, yes. like since like we did we did IB in high yeah. school, like and they realize they do not fit in with the, the locals at all, and they have to drop out and like go to another UK school or something. And I find it like, yeah, so like your med school in Hong Kong might seem like whoa, it's glamorous. Sounds great. Yeah, but, but then is it actually where you want to be or where your parents want you to be? Or where you just want to go like for the attention. Wow, you're yeah. so smart. You go to that school. Like, yeah, it's we, can, kind of like we, we can always unpack that. I feel like a lot of the listeners, youth, right? Um, yeah. They need to sorry, not need to. We encourage you to <laughs> unpack and, and process all the reasons why you're looking at a school with yeah. a certain like pedestal. Why'd you put HKU up there? Is it really because you know the people who are there, and 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 do you know the personality of this school? And is it, or is it because you're being told that it is a good school? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I really like. What yeah, and I like what you mentioned about you have uh, your seniors who yeah. have gone before you and yeah. and checked it out and whatever. I think for a lot of diverse communities, uh, especially the non-Chinese ones. We don't really have good mentors or alumni who tell the younger generation about stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of us because it's either a our family just moved here, so our parents only have connection to other parents in the same peer group. 
Yeah, like in the same community, and then all the children are going through the same. But let me tell you what the reality is here versus the reality in some other universities who, or even not just universities, but careers. Do you really know why you're getting into a business school? <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I really do see this. Even at I mean, my. You're going through this, right? I yeah. am going through <laughs> this right now. And my parents keep encouraging me to be like, yeah, you should apply to Singapore, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but like. Okay, firstly, Singapore is extremely competitive. Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like, me personally, I do not see myself in a Hong Kong school either. But then they're like, oh, yeah, since you live here, you should apply. Like, I'm mm. like, I don't really want to go, but I'm just doing it for their fulfillment, I feel yeah. like. Like, where I want to be at, like, it's probably going to be US. Mm. And, like, they are supportive about that. But then, like, even though I'm not going, they're just like, yeah, you should apply. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm submitting an application just for my parents' fulfillment. So yeah. I'm like, you know, might as well. They they deserve just to know that you did it, but yeah. doesn't exactly mean we are not advocating that you go against your parents. We're just <laughs> we're saying that you should have a, a productive discussion. Yeah, we're, not <laughs> we're not rebels. It, it's just having a productive discussion. And I know that I'm I, I'm at a point of privilege because I'm already graduated from university, yeah. so I'm done with la that life. Um, but I remember that at that point. You could also, I know that it's hard to speak out to your parents because maybe you also don't really know what you want to do. And I think a lot of parents just want to know, do you really know what you're doing? Yeah. I'm not a parent. I hope not. Um, but I'm not a parent, so I can't say that that's exactly what they want. But my parents, they were just scared that whenever I said I didn't want to do this, the, the normal path then they assumed like oh you're gonna you're giving up your life yeah but that's not exactly the whole like thing this is so relevant to <laughs> us since we live in hong kong and especially like asian culture you yeah. know like it's like this like the stereotype of strict asian parents it might be true like yeah. no, it, it is it's true, like true the fact that it's a stereotype it means there was some truth yeah there's like a truth has been presented here like yeah. seeing a lot of my friends go through this like the smartest kids are always like, yeah, I'm applying to med school. But then, like, deep down when I have a talk with this guy, he was like, I'm, I'm choosing, like, between top U.S. schools and med school. I really want to be in the U.S., but my parents want me to do med. My parents want me to do be a doctor and everything. I'm like, you shouldn't suppress your feelings. And I think that's interesting yeah. because, okay, now that we're talking about career... I mean, it's, it's, we're also talking about how we can address all of these different points, right? About why we're getting to university, you know, unpack that. And even with career, aside from not having alumni, um, I think there's also a lack of really knowing what careers are out there. Yeah. I think people know like, yeah, med school will get you to be a doctor. Yeah. But do they know about all the different branches of doctor? Like there's pharmacists, there could be like, like nursing there could be vets and you know even in business if you tell if you ask a high school student what can you do in business they would probably mention like oh you're you can work in a bank or you're an accountant yeah. but then there's also marketing people can go into social media marketing copywriting and even in education when I when I say that I work in CIH like a school right then they would assume like oh so you're a teacher it's like no I'm uh, admin yeah. They're like, oh, like in the general office? No, like admission and recruitment. They're like, what? And then you have to explain that there's a whole nother side to what yeah. you know in education and even with other jobs. If I say that I work in, uh, uh, um, 
like what music yeah. industry right Were you a drummer? yeah it doesn't have to be in a band you yeah. there are admin stuff to this too like i, I can work with uh accounts executives for stuff oh, even in accounting yeah even cafe right yeah. people assume cafe oh flight attendant but like no or yeah, even pilot but aerospace engineer yeah you could be an engineer there you could be part of the, the trainers there that help teach yeah. or a lot of companies now they also have their um social awareness branch yeah. so about diversity and inclusion people who want to address these belonging issues in the corporate sense yeah and i think that's a very like all of these different career nuances people don't know even kelly right like kelly would not not but like kelly hk like they have different departments still there's communications yeah. there's that you don't have to be a social worker to work in an ngo there's yeah. so many ways to get to where you need I to totally be totally understand this because for me like i'm going through this uni application process yeah. and since i want to go into the field of like public health and epidemiology wow. okay. people just ask me what what field is that under like mm. politics geography or med i'm like it's part of med i was yes. like but that it's not like i'm gonna be a doctor pharmacist vet yeah. but i want to be an epidemiologist because yes. i feel like covid has inspired me like yeah. how like health policy season healthcare system is so messed up right now mm-hmm. i just want to go into that that's my reason eh? and if people are like oh it's so specific i'm like yeah because it's something i want to do of course yeah. i know about it there's a, yeah there's a need exactly there's a need people need to know like what they actually want to address in the yeah. world like um i don't know if everyone is at that point but i feel like to make your life of like fulfilled you gotta know your nobility like what you want to leave in this world what you want to do for the world and i know some people are like i don't care about the world it doesn't care about me but eventually you'll you'll get to the age or maturity i'm not there yet but uh, that maturity where you'll realize like money isn't that important money or whatever so am i still happy with what i'm doing and i know that's a lot of privilege because you know some people they have to work for money's sake to to survive and do that do that grind survive once you start surviving you begin to thrive meaning you know nobility and yes. your value what you want to leave in the world so epidemic i can't even say it. yeah <laughs> that one's really cool I, i'm pretty sure it's not going to be the last time we i mean we thought that the black plague was the last time so this is definitely not the last time we're going to have something like this but to be prepared in the next yeah, and even like knock on wood. <laughs> I realized like there's disease everywhere, like AIDS in Africa. Yeah. Like yeah, just because uncurable. of that. Yeah, uncurable, like HIVs and everything. I feel like always a way to prevent it. So Joe, I heard you're traveling soon, right? <laughs> Who told you? That? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I am actually. I I'm gonna be traveling to my hometown, the Philippines, uh this week, actually this Friday. I'm going to be at a wedding and also just enjoy. Right. That's actually so amazing because like since we've been trapped here for quite a while, like, I don't know, I've traveled three years ago when COVID first hit. I was stuck in Singapore. Then I came back and 21 days quarantine. So fun. Then I traveled again this summer to go back to Singapore and then I went to Thailand in October, Japan two weeks ago and in about two weeks I'll be in Philippines traveling oh, and okay. I will go I'll to see you there, maybe. <laughs> Korea from Philippines and because originally our plan was to go to New York but then mm. mom's like it's too far we're not going <laughs> so yeah 
Yeah, isn't it great now that we we can like travel? I mean, Hong Kong is one of those places that finally, you know, um, we it's have be a tourist place. Yeah, we we have enough restrictions loosened to yeah. be able to travel. And I, I'm glad you brought up traveling because I feel like with everything we've talked about in identity, I feel like one of one of the struggles is this like. I don't want to say ignorance, but it's this lack of exposure to yeah. to everything. And I feel like traveling can be one of these ways that you can get out of your routine in Hong Kong and or even anywhere you are and find out and appreciate what is different in another culture and what you can find more appreciative in this city. What do you think about that? Yeah, I feel like definitely like we can like go out to the nature like even though if you don't want to travel at this point because covid still obviously exists we're oh, still having a mask true. on just go to the nature explore hong kong it's beautiful yes. here right <laughs> all right so that's it for today thank you Joel, for joining us thank you so much for having me here <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you so much i hope everyone enjoyed yeah oh. bye, bye. Thank you for listening. This Hong Kong Live is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like the show, please subscribe and get new episodes every week. We would love to hear from you, nominate yourself or friend to share next. Drop us a note at hklife at kelly.org. See you next time.